0: But the book of Acts, remember it's called the Acts of the Apostles. Uh, it, was the cha- it was the book that was written of the events that took place after Jesus ascended to heaven. And he told them to go in Jerusalem and tarry there until they'd be endued with power from on high. The Holy Ghost would come up on them. And then he had also gave them a great commission prior to this, saying, Go into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature, to everyone that believeth shall be saved. Amen. And so we, we the- the commission of God was to preach the word, the gospel, the word, the gospel is the word, amen, and as we do that, we're going to see results and changes in people's lives. but look at what happened in acts nineteen as as the book of Acts begin to progress, you begin to see miracles take place, Peter and John at the gate called beautiful and and uh Stephen was stoned and and went up to heaven, he saw Jesus standing at the right hand of god and and then uh uh, uh Saul of Tarsus got born again on the way to Damascus and uh, on the road to Damascus and God saved him and changed him and transformed him right there on the spot and Ananias came and laid hands on him and he received his sight and received the Holy Ghost and God called him to go to the nations of the world at that time and Paul began to do that. But the gospel, the word began to spread. Now, the thing that the scribes and the Pharisees and those religious folk, what they were against was not so much Another sect. They had all kinds of sects of religion in in their country. That wasn't it. But they were concerned about this new gospel that was producing results. People's lives were being changed. Blind eyes opened. Deaf ears unstopped. Even the dead being raised. Cripples walking. I mean, all of these things were taking place. And then over in Acts 19, it said, So mightily grew the Word of God, and it prevailed. Now, I don't know if you've noticed much or not in my preaching, but I emphasize the Word. (laughs) I believe the Word is important. I'm talking about the Gospel Word. I'm talking about the pure Word of God. It's important to us as believers. That's what we have our faith and confidence in. If we didn't have the gospel and the promises that's in that gospel, we wouldn't have any hope. But we have the hope because they talk about Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, and Him becoming the supreme sacrifice and all that He did when He went to the cross and died on the cross and went into the lower regions of the earth, came forth on that third day victorious over death, held in the grave, took His blood and ascended to the holies of holies in heaven, put the blood there in the mercy, on the mercy seat in the holies of holies. The veil was rent from top to bottom, given access to every man, woman, boy and girl, access into the kingdom. Of God into the things of God boldly. He said, let us, Paul even said this let us come boldly to the throne of grace that we can obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. Amen? So now, mightily grew the Word. Mightily grew the Word. The Word is so detrimental to the devil that for ages they've tried to trample out the Word. From the early church on, they tried to trample out the truths and the things that God did. They tried to hide and they tried to discourage people from following this new sect, this new religious folks that were going out and doing things like Jesus did. I mean, they were doing the same things Jesus did because that's what he told them. He said, you're going to do the greater works than this shall you do because I go to the Father. And you're going to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. And you're going to, you're, you're going to do all of these things because the Word of God is truth. Satan cannot stop the truth. The truth will always prevail. And the truth will always prevail in our lives. But through the ages, you can read in history. I mean, it's recorded in history. They have tried to do away with it all the way through from the time, from the very time that even after Jesus was resurrected, they tried to demolish and and just uh, desecrate everything that was holy and and tried to make out like it didn't happen and it was a lie and all of this. But but yet, the Word has stood the test. Even Hitler tried to destroy all the Bibles. Because the Bible, see, was against him. The truth of God was against him as an evil dictator and someone that wanted to rule the world in ungodliness through the power of Satan. Now, Hitler was demon-possessed. I tell you what, I don't even know if there was any hope if you prayed for him because I think he'd crossed over the line. Yeah, how many believes there's a place where people cross over? Uh, they can cross over and you might as well quit praying because they've crossed over and they have become a reprobate mind. That's what the Bible says. And so, therefore, Hitler was that. And we saw all through the ages they've tried to trample out the Word. Now then, in our modern society, we're still seeing the Word being trampled down. Amen. Watered down. The devil, God didn't mean this. Uh, Paul shouldn't have put that in the Bible. They should rewrite this particular book in these particular scriptures. Rewrite it all because it doesn't go along with our society today. Well, you know, I'm sorry. But the society today is going to have to come the same way we all did, and that's repent. Amen. And bow down at the foot of the cross and accept Jesus Christ. Amen. That's the only way we're going to see the results and the victory that's ours. They have to do it. But today's today's gospel is not the gospel. You do what you want to do, it doesn't matter because God loves you just like you are. No, God doesn't love you like you are. He hates sin. God hates sin. He, ha- he loves the individual, but he hates sin. Listen, I believe God loves every ungodly person out there that's doing things against the Word of God. God's love is for them, and God will deliver them if they'll come humbly before Him. But I want to tell you something. The, the thing is, the devil's warped the minds of people to where the Word is trying to be done away with. But I want to tell you something. As it did in the book of Acts. And by the way, did you know the book of Acts is the only one that doesn't have an ending chapter? There's no end to the book of Acts. <laughs> This is the Acts of the Apostles. And I know that a lot of denominations today say, well, it was talking about the Acts of the Apostles. You know, they're they're done away with, so we don't have all of this no more. The gifts of miracles and healings and all of that doesn't happen no more. Well, it's done away with when the last apostle died. Excuse me, but I tell you what, I've been around for... 70 years now, and I've still seen miracles, and I've still seen healings, and I've still seen those people that were unreachable reached by the power of God in the blood and the convicting power of the Holy Ghost. It still works, because the gospel is still real. So mightily grew the word of God, and it prevailed. Now, there's three instruments, there's three key instruments in the book of Acts. I love the book of Acts. I tell you, don't you like to read about what people did for God? I love autobiographies and biographies of great men of God and women of God. I like to read them and see what they did for the Lord. I, I, I just enjoy seeing what God did during their era, during their time, and to see the miracles that took place. But there's three words in the key, there's three key instruments in the book of Acts. The Word. The Word is in the book of Acts. The Word. See, Jesus gave the disciples the Word. He taught them the Word. He gave them the Word. And so this Word takes the place of the unseen Christ. It's the authority of God in our lips. And this is what Peter and John did at the gate called Beautiful. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. What was they doing? It was the Word that was in them coming out of their lips, the authority of God, and it prevailed. They even questioned Peter and James, Peter and John on that. And they said, well, what, what, what power do you have? What authority do you have to use this name? And, and they're, they're saying, you're, you're looking and questioning at things because it's a big miracle that happened here. But he said, listen, it's, it's not just the name. It's faith in that name. See, a lot of people can speak Jesus... I've heard people use that name in bywords or uh, in slang and uh, profanity. And, uh, you know, uh, but, but you know, when you speak Jesus, when we speak Jesus, it's not just, uh, it's not just a name. It's not, this is the name of the Messiah, the Son of the living God, Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. And when we say it's not, we, we're not just saying in Jesus, that we it's because we have faith in that name. It's faith. That's what Peter told him. He said, It's not just the name, but it's faith in that name that's made this man walk. It's faith in that name. What makes people change and transform their lives? Faith in the name. What makes people rise up and get a miracle? Faith in that name. Faith in that name of Jesus. And that's where it that is. So there's three key words. The other one is the name of Jesus. <laughs> it's the Word, and then the name of Jesus. He's the conqueror over the devil. And all authority's been placed in the church's hand through Jesus. Amen? Through that name. That name gives us the authority in that name. It's kind of like a will and testament, you know. Jesus has just executed that thing and said, here, just use my name anywhere you want to. You just take it and go. It's like me saying, Brother Hass, I got a million dollars in bank account. Here, here's my debit card. Just go take it. Have fun. You know. (laughs) Enjoy. Why? Why? Because as long as there's money in that account, he could just put that debit card in and just get everything he needed. We've got the name of Jesus. We have that name today. We have that name of the Lord. And then finally, the third thing is, we've got the Holy Ghost. Holy Spirit. Holy Ghost. Depends on where you're at. Here we call it Holy Ghost. But if we're in a sophisticated church, it's Holy Spirit same thing. Y'all still with me? <laughs> it's still the same thing. Amen. So, you know, it's the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, you, you know. But it's the, it's the Spirit of God. That third part of the triune being, you know. He, he's the third being of that triune God, the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit. And so thank God that we have the Holy Spirit, the Revelator. He reveals the truth. It's the Holy Ghost that reveals the truth to us. That's what Paul said in Ephesians. He said we get this revelation by the Spirit. It's by the Spirit, the Spirit of God that reveals who Jesus is. You can read this Bible from book to book. I remember a man in the place where we were working, he was a heathen and a... I thought he was atheist. He sounded like it, and looked like it, and acted like it, and talked like it, and, and treated us badly, us preacher boys from the Bible college, you know. And we we told him about the Lord and and ministered to him. We just loved on him, you know. And I, never, I mean, we'd done this for several months. And one weekend he went home, and Monday morning he came to work. His whole countenance was changed. His whole countenance was changed. He had a different look. You could see love. Smile. He hugged us and you could tell it was genuine and he had tears in his eyes and said, Thank y'all for not giving up on me. Thank you for believing for me. Thank you. He said, I went home this weekend and I got my Bible. I hadn't opened it. He said, I had one. But he said, I opened it up and read the book of John from first chapter to the last chapter in the book of John. And he said, I found Jesus. I found Jesus Christ. And he said, I'm born again. Hallelujah. And you know what? He he followed me around. I was preaching. I was in Bible college and working, but I still preach. And he'd follow me to my services. He said, can I go with you? I want to give my testimony. <laughs> and he gave his testimony. And when he gave his testimony, people got saved. Praise God. God, because it's the power of the Word, mightily grew the Word of God, and it prevailed. It's the Word that's going to prevail to us. Can you say amen? See, the Word is God speaking to you. Thus says Jehovah, is repeated over 2,000 times, from Exodus to Deuteronomy. <laughs> from Exodus to Deuteronomy, thus says the Lord, or Jehovah God, thus says... Over 2,000 times from Exodus to Deuteronomy. That's only two, is it two books? Yeah. That's a lot. Listen. And God and His Word are one. The Word is always now. God's Word is now. It's not tomorrow. It's not yesterday. It's right now. God is now. Thank God. I look back, aren't you glad you can have past experiences to look back on and testimonies that you've got and you can look back on it. But, and, and you can look forward to the future, what you think God's going to do and what you believe in God to do. But listen, God is now. We got to put him in our now time. <laughs> we got to put him in this, in, in, in this uh, space of time that we're in right now. Let God be God in our life and let the Word of God prevail. Can you say amen? Hebrews 412 said the Word of God is quick. And powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, and of the joints and marrow, and as a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Now there's two forces at war in this world. Ephesus was a town full of idolatry and witchcraft. Paul went to Ephesus and preached. The book of Ephesians is to the church at Ephesus. See, in the middle of all the chaotic stuff, God's got a group. He's always got a remnant. Isn't that good? Isn't that good? He's got a remnant. I don't care. Listen, in the, in the most
1: severe, God-hating, people that bought God, don't want God,
0: atheistic, in the middle of all that, there's still a remnant. There's still a remnant. They're there. They're there. And thank God. You know, in Russia... Years ago, and I don't know how it is now, but I remember years ago when the Iron called the Iron Curtain, you know, and all those days. And uh, the Christians, they had Christians in Russia. A lot of Christians. But they couldn't meet publicly. They had to meet in a secret place. And the only way they could get there, they couldn't draw a map for everybody. They couldn't send any notes to anybody. All they had to do, all they could do was just pray. And let the Holy Spirit direct them. And he would direct them as they start walking, and the Holy Spirit say this way. Left, right, straight, 100 feet. And they would come to where the Christians had gathered. Secretly. Secretly as far as the communist world was concerned. But openly, because God was directing every one of them there. And they would come and worship the Lord. Worship the Lord. Now, somebody verified this, that Nikita Khrushchev... You know, was ousted out of office. And um, he ended up actually going to Siberia. And Nikita Khrushchev was notorious. Remember, he's the one that put the shoe on the UN table and said, We will bury America. We will bury you. And him and John Kennedy had a face-off with the Cuban crisis and the missile crisis. And thank God that, you know, thank God that we had a president, regardless of what party they were, that had a backbone. That would stand, and America was praying for him. But you know, Nikita Khrushchev—it was—it was noted, and and several several uh, uh, magazines, Christian magazines for different organizations and denominations, reported on this. That he, after he was ousted out of office, and everything, and he was still there in Russia at that time, and he came up on a group of believers, and of course, fear. Grip their hearts. Fear gripped their hearts. And Nikita Khrushchev just calmed them down and said, oh no, I'm not here to hurt you. He said, I was raised as a Baptist when I was a kid. I was raised as a Baptist. He's talking to them in their language, of course. you know. But he said, I, I was raised as a child, as a Baptist. And he said, I know this Jesus that you're talking about. And he said, I have received him back in my heart. Right. Amen. Now this was reported by some of the mainline denominational Ministries that, that got a hold of this and sent their reporters and they, they verified everything and they, that Nikita Khrushchev had done. Shortly after that, he was, he disappeared. <laughs> Don't know where. Somebody said he ended up in Siberia or wherever it was, you know, out there and ousted out of there and, and put out there. But you know what? God's word prevails. Nobody's too hard. Nobody's too high for God to reach mightily grew the Word of God and prevailed. Ephesus was a town of idolatry and witchcraft. It was the center of devil worship. The power of Satan was there. Uh, and the power of God was there, by the way. <laughs> Isn't it amazing where the devil is? God's more powerful. I said God's still more powerful. We're looking at our nation today like there's no hope, but I want to tell you something. God is still more powerful than the devil. It doesn't take a million Christians to get the job done. It just takes somebody, a handful, like the disciples that said, we can do it in Jesus' name. And God will do it. God honors His Word. Mightily grew the Word of God. Now, the results of the Word in Ephesus, in an idolatry, a place of idolatry, and witchcraft. It was a center of devil worship. But many believed. The Bible said many believed in Ephesus and committed their life to the Lord many believed many of them confessed with true repentance towards God and many of them burned and destroyed the devil's tools ooh witchcraft stuff burned it burned it Y'all, y'all, I don't know if y'all remember back several years ago, back in the 70s when the, when a fresh move of the Holy Ghost started coming and people had gotten into hard rock music, you know, and listen, some of this hard rock music back then was demonic. The, the devil was behind it. It was demonic. It, it, it wasn't just soft rock and roll, you know. This was devilish, demonic stuff. And, but young people were encouraged to get their, their records and all these albums and burn them. And they'd have burning parties. And I mean strange, phenomenal things happened during these burning parties. But you know what? Those kids were released and freed as they obeyed God and was freed. And this is what was happening in, in Ephesus. The, uh, they burned and destroyed all of these things in, in the fire. Glory to God. Because the Word of God prevailed. And Paul prayed this prayer for the church at Ephesus. I want you to just see this in Ephesians 1, 16 through 21. Paul said, I don't cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him, the eyes of your understanding, being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of His calling, what are the riches of the glory of the inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of His power toward us who believe, according to the working of His mighty power which He worked in Christ, When he raised him from the dead, seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion, and every name that's named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. But Paul prayed this prayer for the people of Ephesus, the Christians at Ephesus, that God, he said, I don't cease to give thanks for you. And he said that God's going to give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and knowledge in Jesus Christ. Uh, Listen, that's what we need. I want every person here. To be able to get a a revelation, spiritual revelation, of Jesus Christ and what He did for us. I'm talking about revelation knowledge. Something that will get down in your heart that nobody can pry out of it. Nobody can talk you out of it. Nobody can make you doubt God. Nobody can make you not believe God. God's Word is truth. It doesn't matter what anybody says. God doesn't lie. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's the God of truth. Can you say amen? Truth always prevails. The Word. Truth always prevails. Look at John seventeen, 16, 18. They're not of this world even as I'm not of this world. Sanctify them. This is Jesus praying. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy Word is truth. As thou hast sent me into the world, even so have I also sent them into the world. Jesus was sent into the world, and also we have been sent into the world with the Word of God. Listen, we've got something to do. Can you say amen? The Word wants to prevail. Now, the battle of the saint of God is in the soulish realm. How many knows where you have your battle? Right here between your ears. (laughs) That's really where the battle is. Did you know the pain... In the body is real. I'm not denying that. It's real. But that's not where the real battle is. The real battle is right here. And I'm not saying it's, it's in our mind or a figment of our imagination. That's not what we're saying. But it's in our mind because the devil tries to get us to doubt God. To say God's not a good God. God's not a faithful God. God shows uh, favoritism. To others. Above others. No, no, no. God's no respecter of persons. But what he respects is faith in the individual. Faith in the individual. So that they can go forward in the name of the Lord. Can you say amen? Look what Paul said in Second Corinthians 10 verses 3 through 6. For though we walk in the flesh, we don't war after the flesh. We're in this body, but we're not warring after the body. We're not battling flesh and blood. we're battling spirits if if, if I could if, if somebody was full of the devil and I could go up there and just knock them out, you know that that would be great, wouldn't it? Well, it wouldn't be so good for me, but I mean it'd be, it, but, 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 but you know what that'd be the easy thing to do, you know just knock the devil out of them. but you can't do that. So what do we do? We're not not walking after the flesh. We don't war after the flesh. And the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God. To the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations, imaginations in our mind. Anybody remember when you was a little kid and you'd hear these noises in the dark and and your big brother and sister scare you say, that's the devil, the boogeyman. He's after you. He's under the bed. He's going to pull you under. And when you're asleep, he will get your legs. And then they'll get in there and pull your legs and scare you. And you scream, bloody murder. And the daddy has to come in there and whip both of you. I got more whippings for something I never did, you know. <laughs> But to put, casting down imaginations, every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ and having in readiness to, uh, to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. In other words, we've got to bring our mind under control to the Holy Spirit, to the Word of God. Now, you know, in this push-button age... Computer age. I asked my wife a question. Boy, she got me the answer in about three seconds. She's get right there on her phone. Just, Oh, yeah. I how would you do that? Takes me a long time to go through that. But she's, she's tech savvy. I, I'm a little tech savvy, but not as tech savvy as she is. But I'm glad she's tech savvy because she's my navigator when we go traveling, you know. And she keeps me on the right track. Except one time we went, uh, I think, well, we blamed it on the navigator, the electronic navigator. It pulled us through some areas. I tell you, I don't know how we got there. We went by a prison, and it said, "Keep your doors locked because you're in the prison area, and people may be escaped from the prison." And I said, "How do we get down on this prison road, Dark road?" Then we went down this other old dirt road, getting to a real nice lodge where we was having our honeymoon, you know, and we in the Poconos, and I mean a beautiful lodge it was going to have, and, and and we going through all these dirt roads. I said, "Dear Lord, where is this place? I hope we don't get there in some old rinky-dink." check, you know, that we got. But no, it wasn't. But somehow or other, the navigator just took us. They're only looking from the sky, you know. They don't see all this other stuff. And uh, But, you know, thank God. Aren't you glad that the, the Word of God in us, the Word, the Word controls our mind? Don't let the devil get a hold of our mind. Amen? Don't let the devil get in there and say, you're nobody, you're no good, you can't have what Brother Clarence says you can have. It doesn't matter. No, God's Word declares it. It's the truth. Satan controls the world. And he even controls some Christians. There's some Christians under the influence of the devil. They really are. They don't mean to be, but they are. Listen. Well, I'm going to say it anyway. But there's a Jezebel spirit out here in the world. When I say Jezebel, you know, we think of Jezebel as some old woman, you know, lady that's got the, the, you know, they look like a witch or something, you know. And But no, that's not the Jezebel spirit. Jezebel was the one that was over, was it Ahab? The king? She was the queen. <laughs> but she controlled
1: Ahab.
0: He may... Make a decree, but she'd say, Ahab, that's stupid. Do it my way. <laughs> and when Elijah did what he did, boy, she didn't waste no time. She just pushed old Ahab out of the way. Come out, guys. Go get him. Kill him. Bring his head to me. But Jezebel is a controlling spirit. It's a controlling spirit. controls mind. People are controlled by Jezebel spirits with friends, even relatives. And they they can control your thinking and control your mind to the point to where you have no mind of your own. They treat you like you're a dum dum. Hey, this is the way it is, because I'm smarter, I'm more spiritual. No, you know what it is? Jezebel's spirit is the spirit of witchcraft. And anybody that operates in the spirit of Jezebel, and it could be a man or a woman. I'm not saying a woman or a man. But they connected it to women, you know, because of Jezebel. But, you know, a person that operates with the Jezebel spirit, i tell you what. He's not going to get too far when I get my sights on him. Because... The power and the authority of God is in us as believers that we don't have to put up with it. Amen? And that makes me mad. Listen, I get, is it okay if I get mad sometimes? I I don't get mad at y'all, but I I mean, I get mad at the devil. I, I get mad at these Jezebel spirits that try to control people, control their thinking, control their life, like they're in charge. Uh-uh, uh uh-uh. I'm in charge of my life with the Lord. Uh-huh. Amen? Hallelujah! And we need to break that hold in the name of Jesus. That's not even in my notes, but it's your good. Uh-huh. Amen? <laughs> Satan controls where he controls Christians until truth prevails. Did you know truth will uncover a lie? Yes, truth will uncover the lies... Truth will uncover the truth, the The truth, see the word of truth gets in you and God's truth gets in you and it, it uncovers that lie that the devil's been telling you. Well, you know, Brother Clarence preaches this faith stuff, you know, and, uh, you know, you, you don't take him too seriously now. No, but but I'm talking I'm talking about what the devil does. And, but see, that's that old Jezebel, controlling, demon, trying to keep us in check and in bondage so that we don't go no further than what we should. I want to tell you something, there's no limits to what God can do. There's no limits to what God can do for you as an individual. There's no limits for what God can do, do for you as a, as a, as a born-again believer tonight. I mean, you know, you're a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. You're His child. And God's no respecter of persons. God doesn't respect me above you. And God doesn't respect you above anybody else. You know, we're, we're all in this thing as one big unit because He is Lord. He's Lord. And the devil's a liar. And I tell you, I've already got His number. I don't let Him, uh, I don't let Him come in our door. When I say door, I'm talking about the spirit of the enemy, you know, coming in. But listen, we have a bloodline around us. We need to we need to make that effective and let the devil point it out to him. Hey, devil, <laughs> you can't get me because I'm circled by the blood. I am encircled by the blood and the power of the word, the blood of Jesus Christ. I'll tell you. You, you just say blood and the demons, they they just go in a frenzy. I told this story one time. I, had, I was in Tennessee preaching. And I went to the mall for something and in the daytime. And, and I, I, was, uh, I was coming into the door of the mall. And it was a nice part of the city. And these three young men came out. And they looked at me. And I mean, it was like devil's eyes looking at me. And they said, we hate you. I said, I don't care. We're going to kill you. I said, you ain't going to kill nobody. Because I've got power in the name of Jesus. And I pointed my finger at them. I said, you better run now before the Holy Ghost gets you. They looked. They looked at one another. They took off. And I was sitting there trembling. Oh, come on, you know what I'm talking about. You're bold, and then all of a sudden, so with you, say, something could have really happened. <laughs> but you've got the authority of God. Y'all still with me? Truth prevails. Look at that. In whom the God of this world had blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine into them. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your servants, for Jesus' sake. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. See, until the believer changes their thinking, they'll never know the victory that's theirs. By allowing the truth to dominate their mind. You'll know the truth. The truth will make you free. Hallelujah. And once you get that. See, faith makes the word prevail. Faith comes when the word prevails over our thinking process. See, I, like the sons of Sceva, you know, they went out there and they saw Paul cast out devils. And they got these these brothers and they did going, seven sons of Sceva going to cast this demon, those demons out of this man. And they just started said, "We
1: adjure you in the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches, come out."
0: And that devil said, "Jesus, I know." Paul I know, but who are you? And he whipped them, stripped them, bloodied them, and sent them home crying. All seven of them. Why? Because they didn't have the knowledge. They didn't have the truth in their heart. And because of that, the devil was prevailing against them. You've got to have revelation truth. Don't you try to do something against the devil if you don't know who you are in Christ. You better know who you are. And listen, And you don't have to be some super human uh, Christian, you know. Super Christian. <laughs> you, all, all you need is just to know Jesus Christ and the power of the Word. And let that Word prevail and see the devil put on the run. Amen? Victory is ours. I'll tell you what. Some people here suffer from insomnia. And sometimes insomnia is due to fear. Sometimes people are afraid to go to sleep. And they wake up tired. Now my insomnia is not. It's because my cat keeps me awake. She thinks she belongs where we are. You know. And she's got a certain time she gets up to eat. And I don't care if I got to bed at midnight and it's six o'clock, she's ready to eat. And she lets me know it. Cats rule, by the way. (laughs) But faith, see, it, it wasn't, they tried to do it in their own knowledge, seeing what, you know, you know the disciples and what Paul did. And they said, we command you in the name of Jesus whom Paul preaches about. No, you've got to have a personal revelation knowledge. Once we get it, the devil can't have our minds. Faith makes the word prevail. Amen. Look at Matthew eight twenty three. He said, Oh, you have little faith, when the winds came up, he arose and rebuked the sea. There was a great calm, and the men marveled, saying, What manner of man is this that even the winds and the seas obey him? Why? Because, you see, what it is, is the Lord is working, and the faith is working in the in, in people's lives. And we can, listen, we see the Word prevailing in Jesus' lips, and he's given us that same authority to use the Word out of our lips and see what God will do for us. Amen? Praise God. Glory to God. I think if a storm's coming to us, we can get out there and say, go another direction. (laughs) Or just dissipate. (laughs) That'd be the easiest thing to do, the best thing to do, and just get it out so nobody can be hurt. But the word prevailed. The word prevailed over the disease in the centurion servant. He was lying home sick of the palsy. He said, Lord, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof, but just speak the word only. Just speak the word only. You speak the word and God will, God, the Lord will honor you. You're the, you're the master. You're the, you're the master. You're the Lord. God will honor the words. You speak the word. I want to tell you what. We got to come to that place where we can have confidence in this word. This word says it is written. The word says it is written. It shall be. It will be. The devil has no power over the word. This word is forever settled in heaven, and the devil has no power to to, to dismantle it to do anything. He listen. They're trying to dismantle the word. <laughs> they're trying to make it fit their 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 ideas. And listen, I believe in different translations. I, I like to study through different translations. Some of them, not all of them, but some of them. But you see, the thing is, some of these modern translations are coming out now. They're doing away with the blood. They're doing away with the the cross. They're doing away with everything that's in there. But what we need to understand is this word, the word that we have right here, this was as as close to the original as you can get, is in the King James. And what we need to do is understand that the word is truth. And the truth prevails. God's truth prevails. Can you say amen? amen? Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, the ability of God is in you through his word. Everybody say God's ability is in me. You know what that means? That means you can do like Paul said in Philippians 4. He said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. One, one, uh, Marilyn Hickey was preaching one time and, and she put, she said, she said, put this hand up and you got five, you know, fingers, thumb and four fingers. And she said, now put the other one up and just bring them together and just bring them together like this. You know, just bring them together. And we, we was in the conference where she was teaching, and she, we did that. And she said, now, I want you to see something. She said, the devil's here, but now then, you can do all things. And the original translation of that says, you're independent of the circumstances. And he, he, that you, you actually come to the point where you're equal. You're equal to anything the devil's throwing your way. You're more than equal. But see, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you because he's no match for you because you are the replica of Jesus Christ. <laughs> Hallelujah. And the devil is a liar. We can do all things. Everybody say, I can. Now, God will manifest his power to the degree that the word's in you. The word. If you get the Word in you, that's the degree that God will work in your life. I suggest if you've got a situation in your life, find as many scriptures as you can in that, in that particular area for that particular thing. And get the scriptures on that. Get them down in your spirit and in your heart. Because what's going to happen, God is going to, His word, Him and His Word are one. And as you begin to, He'll manifest His power to the degree that the Word's in you i tell you what, if you got ten scriptures against the devil, he ain't got much to hang on to, does he? Amen. I mean, there's, there, there's probably more than ten scriptures you can find for any situation in your life. And just find out what God says and let this word prevail. God's word will, so might, let God's word mightily grow in you and prevail. And prevail over every situation. Now, the Bible said he upholds all things by the word of his power. That's the ability of God. Amen. And he said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you can ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. Isn't that what the Bible says? So God's ability is in his word. He upholds all things by the word of his power. And God released his ability in the word form and it upholds all things. God spoke. And this, cre- this universe was created. God spoke. And it was because of the power of the Word that's in him. And we've got to begin to understand this power of the Word. So mightily grew the Word of God, and it prevailed. We need to get the Word in us. Praise God. I was telling somebody the other day, did you know you can read one psalm a day, and read uh, uh, or five psalms a day, and read one proverb, and you can do it all in a month? And I tell you, Psalms and Proverbs is full of wisdom and full of things that will help you and things that will get you strong. And then you just go on more and get into the other words in the epistles of Paul and Peter and James and John. And just get let that word get in your spirit. Let that word get in your spirit. (laughs) God's word is spiritual law. How many believe God's word is the law? God's Word is alive and powerful. God's Word never changes, but it changes things. God's Word is never going to change, but it changes our circumstances. And it changes our situation. Effective prayer will destroy the kingdom of darkness and release the ability of God in the earth. Now, how are we going to pray? See, did you know we most of us, we don't know how to pray because we don't have enough Word to pray with. We have to pray the Word. There are scriptures concerning sickness, financial problems, uh, demon problems,
1: uh, friendship problems, (laughs) Uh, kid problems, animal problems. (laughs) Listen, the Word is there.
0: And what we have to do is understand that God's Word is going to change things. His Word never changes, but it changes things. It changes our life. It changes our situation. It changes the circumstances. So mightily grew the Word. Can you say amen? Amen. See, New Covenant prayer is different than under the Old Covenant. Because under the old covenant, you had to come through the priest. Under the old covenant, you had to do certain rituals to get into the presence of the Lord. But under the new covenant, when Jesus cried out, It is finished, when He hung on the cross, and that veil was rent from the top to the bottom, we have access into the throne room of God to come boldly to the throne room of God. And we can come boldly in His presence and present our petitions, present our needs, and speak the Word, and God moves on His Word, and it prevails. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Because that's where we are tonight. Can you say amen? We have a better covenant. It's sealed with Jesus' own blood. You can't beat that. Amen. Somebody said, how do you know it's going to work? Because Jesus' blood sealed it. Amen. Hallelujah. There's power, wonder, working power in the blood. Can you say amen? amen? Oh, glory to God. Don't make me shout up here by myself. Hallelujah. And what Jesus say? In that day you shall ask me nothing. Most assuredly, I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he'll give it to you. See, all this time they were traveling with Jesus, and they just had to depend on him. Jesus, we're hungry. Get some fish. (laughs) Multiply the fish. Do this. do Do that. But now then, he's going to heaven. He said, in that day you'll ask me nothing, but I'll say, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he'll give it to you. God will do it for us. Because it's the word of the Lord. Praise God. And Jesus said it's expedient that I go away. Why? Because the Holy Ghost couldn't come till He went away. Amen. And when the Holy Ghost comes, He is the teacher. He's the guide. He's the one that's going to lead us. He's the one who's going to direct us. And we're going to get right into the presence of God with the Holy Spirit. Amen. How many, how many's is glad for the Holy Ghost? I don't know about you, but when I get to praying and I get in the Spirit, there's something about, I get in a new realm. When I'm studying, I can get in the Spirit and get in a new realm. It seems like the Word just unfolds, and I begin to see it in a different light. Where before I'm just reading it's just letters. (laughs) You know, Word. But when the Holy Ghost gets on it, it brings it alive. The Holy Spirit does that for us. And we can, listen, prayer gets its power from faith, and faith works by love. Your prayer gets its power through faith, but faith works by love. Love is the motivating force. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick and the Lord shall raise him up. Hallelujah. Are y'all getting anything out of this tonight? I'm talking about, so mightily grew the Word and it prevailed. Mightily, I want to start, I want to start coming to church and have about five or six testimonies of people saying, this is what the Word did for me this week. It prevailed in my life. It prevailed in my life. Now, God's not the one who determines the outcome. We're responsible. We're responsible. It's too easy to blame God when things don't happen like we think it should happen. But when we are operating in the faith realm... With the word, and that word is dominating our mind and our spirit. And that word is more powerful than anything the devil's doing. This word is life. This word is spirit. This word is health to all of our flesh. And see, we're responsible for the outcome now. I wanna, I wanna see a good outcome. How about you? God can do it. Remember this. The defeat of Satan is final. With God. (laughs) Amen? I said the defeat of Satan is final with God. He's not going to be defeated again. He's already been defeated, he's just waiting his execution dates what he's doing. He's already had his trial. He's already been found guilty. And now he's waiting his execution date. And that's just around the corner. And I believe he hears the rattle of the chains of the angels of God that's going to put him in that bottomless pit for a thousand years. Hallelujah. Praise God. I tell you what, I believe it's going to happen. I believe what the Word says. Satan knows he's defeated because of the cross. Sad thing is we don't know he's defeated. But he is defeated and he knows he's defeated because of the cross. He knows that. And the believer has to get it settled in his mind and heart that the victory is already his. And I like these. I sell this to people all the time. Jesus said it. I believe it. And that settles it. Praise God. Somebody come to you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. How's it going? Jesus said it. I believe it. And that settles it. Yeah, but how's it really going? Jesus said it, I believe it, and that settles it. Oh, I know that, but, but how's it really going? Come on, now be honest. Jesus said it, I believe it, and that settles it. Hallelujah. We gotta come to that place. Let the Word of God prevail in our lives. Listen, God's Word is truth. I said, God's Word is truth. Lift your hands and thank God tonight, because we have the truth of God. We have the Word of God in our life, and it belongs to us. Praise God. Glory to God. Nothing's impossible. Nothing's impossible.
1: Oh, hallelujah. Nothing's impossible. Hallelujah. Oh, it is no secret what God can do. What He's done for others, He'll do for you. With arms wide open, He'll pardon you. It is no secret what God can do.
0: I want you right now to just think on something that you really need God to do in your life. You know, I I mean, that's a specific thing that you need Him to do right now. And I want you to know that there's nothing impossible with God. All things are possible to Him that believes. Isn't that what the Bible says? And I tell you what, don't be shocked when God does it. (laughs) Don't be shocked when that miracle takes place. Don't be shocked... When the devil has to go find a new address to live
1: at. Praise God. Because it is no secret. What God can do. What He's done for others. He'll do for you. With arms wide open, He'll pardon you. It is no secret what God can do. Hallelujah.
0: Isn't God good? Miss Pat Mullen, would you come up here and let my wife lay hands upon you? I, I just uh, feel impressed of the Lord uh, to do. We're not trying to pick on you. This is a mighty woman of God, a woman of faith, and she has. You've been through the ringer, Sister Pat. <laughs> But you know what? God's brought her through. He's brought her through. I just want Pat to just, just pray for supernatural strength and just supernatural rest in your body and in your mind. You've been through a, an ordeal. And I know that you're resting in the Lord, but I just want her to pray. Just stretch out your hands towards her and just let God minister from my wife Pat to
1: Sister Pat. Hallelujah, it is no secret what God can do, what He's done for others, He'll do for you. With arms wide open, He'll pardon you, it is no secret what God
0: can do. Sister Sherry, would you come up here also? I I just
1: feel impressed of the Lord tonight to just...